It's episode two. We're here, DP Podcast. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Wow. Just like that, we're at number two. The first one <laughs> was epic. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And anything that we do is epic. So we'll just keep that. I know. Rolling. I know. We were doing these all year. Yeah. I think the fun part is like doing them during the season while we're airing and then do, doing them sort of during our planning and filming season. Totally. Yes. Because all of those stages come with stories. Oh my gosh. Like everything does. It's people often ask, Hey, how do you find out where you're going to go or, or what you're going to do and stuff like that? And I said, it's, it's sort of like planning vacation a little bit. Right. I don't want to call it vacation because everyone is often sort of jealous a little bit of the <laughs> job that we have, but it, it, in a way it is. You, I just sort of, I have, we've been doing this for so long now, right? This yeah. is our 12th season of doing Destination Polaris. And, you know, I have folders from every single state and it's crazy. A lot of times I get ideas for where to go from the people while we're on the shoot. Yes. I don't know if you've experienced that or not, yep. but they're like, Hey, you guys need to come here or go here. Like we're, we think we're picking the best places when we go somewhere. And often we're picking really good places, Yeah. but then we f get there and find out there's so many other good places to go. It's like, going on vacation to Europe or something like that. And we're like, okay, I went to here and here, but did you go here? No. Oh, you should have gone here. You should have gone here. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll make a note of that. Well, and word of mouth is always the best way, right? Because totally. like, it's people who've been there. It's people who've lived it and done it. And so, you know, you can research or do your own, you know, research online all day long. But word of mouth always is the best. Right. So we have nine, we do 13 shows a year and we have nine destinations and four Project X ones. And usually those nine destinations, it is hard to whittle it down to nine. Right. The entire country. Yeah. Well, in international pre-COVID, you guys were planning all kinds of trips. True. Then. Knock on wood. We're still going to do that here this, there we go. this fingers fall. Crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. But for certainly, you know, you know, and, and then you like, you want to balance it, you know, like, People ride on the East Coast, they ride in the South, they ride here in the Midwest, they ride a lot on the West Coast, because you could easily just say, all right, uh, Montana, left. Yeah, right, <laughs> and, yeah. And cover it, and, yeah. and go to Montana and Colorado and, yep. um, you know, Idaho and Utah and Nevada and California, and we've been to all of those places. We went to a majority of them this, this season on the West Coast. Yeah, I feel like we... We were pretty evened out, though, throughout the country, I would say, this year. It's always a goal yeah. when we go into it. Yeah. And, and then, then we have people calling us or emailing us, hey, come come ride with us or come those places. And, you know, one of the, the that I get from people is, is well, how do, you, how do you know where to go? You know what I mean? And I always say to them, I was like, well, you know, check with your local ATV club. Yeah. You know, find, find an event that's going on. In your area. Yeah. You know? Well, there are all kinds of Facebook groups and, like you said, clubs and, and even, you know, and if you don't know where to find the club, go talk to your local dealer and they'll link you up with the local club or they'll have insight, you know, on where to go. So right. that's a huge help. And then, and then you show up and there's an event or a ride going on and you immediately find out you're with like-minded people and they're going to introduce you to the same yeah. and all of a sudden you're in this group and they you're now in. open a whole new world for you. Yes, 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 yes. And during the summertime is when I feel like there's a lot of the events going on, you know, 
all over the country. Yes. The, the, your rides on the weekends with your ATV club or your bigger events that are happening once that school is out and family show up. And one of those big events I know is going on is uh, out in Oregon called UTV Takeover. I mean, it's one of the biggest ones. It's, <laughs> it says it right there, UTV Takeover. The biggest tour of eight UTVs in the country. This, like You've been out there. Yeah. To, and this event is in Coos Bay. This yep. is the uh, basically the last week or weekend of June. And you've been to Coos Bay. Yes. What is Coos Bay like? So Coos Bay, and this is actually, so when, when we were talking about this, every ride that I go on, people say, well, it's your favorite place to go. And Coos Bay is one of my top places for multiple reasons. Um, Coos Bay is in the southwestern part of Oregon. And I've been to Oregon many times. I never knew that there were sand dunes on the beach in Oregon. No clue. Um, So you have these rolling dunes. They go super deep. Um, Rolling dunes right on the beach. But then you have these like patches of trees and it looks like you're in a rainforest right in the middle of a sand dune. And so it's just super, super, super unique. Um, And at this particular location, I mean, you go in the dunes and there are all kinds of obstacles. Um, I remember what was Banshee Hill was one Mm -hmm. of the first uh, challenges that we had out in Coos Bay. And that was super fun. A really steep, you know, one car wide climb up up the trees and then if you make it up turn around on top and come back down um super fun we ran into um a couple like beautiful lakes back there which on the back side on the back side also was not expecting that like okay so i have ocean i look this way i'm standing on top of a hill ocean this way and a lake this way and i'm on the sand dune it's just really really special um and then there was this really cool um, obstacle course that we kind of ran into. It was all these dead trees um, sticking up. And so people had, you know, went in there and, and there were a bunch of paths through there. So it was just really, really unique. But um, one of the coolest things I thought was that it's this town is kind of surrounded by it's this fishing culture. So it's this really like rugged, um, do it yourself type of people. So like everyone, you know, is just very, um, can hang on their own. No one's pretentious. No one that we were with was pretentious anyways. And it was just super fun. Uh, at the end of the trip, we had no idea this was going to happen. And we got invited to this bonfire. Well, it turns out the guy that owns this lumber mill down on the actual bay was having this bonfire. And we went down there and they're like, literally parked the car and they're like, all right, we're pulling out the boat. We're going to pull crab pots. Destination players, people get on. <laughs> and I look at the photographers and we had packed everything away. They quickly grabbed the cameras, you know, and pulled them out. Cause it was just this magical evening. Water was glass calm. We get on this boat, we go pull crab pots and then we get back, throw the crab right into boiling pots of water and sit next to this bonfire at a lumber mill and eat crab. Right. So it was just very cultural too. The culture. Anytime you get around those like rugged fishing towns, it's like for me that that's homey for me. So that was a ton of fun. That I could do uh, what every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yep. So if we want to go back next season, I'll I'm down. Um, but Coos Bay is gonna be just magical for UTV takeover because it's it's everything that you could ever want. It's the the dunes. It's your you can ride right on the beach if you want. Totally, Trees, totally. And these obstacles. events like this have um, 
a little something for sort of everybody. You, sure. You've got your family activities. You've got your guys who got their souped up machines out there. Yep. Um, you've got your vendor area, which has all the swag and the stuff that you might want to take home. Um, then you've got a ton of activities other every day, whether it be just a, a sand drag or a poker run or any of those traditional sort of off-road activities. I will say this about Coos Bay. Um, plan for to get there to take a while <laughs> it's not close to anything yeah no like winchester bay and coos bay and florence are all close together so there's there's different um dune areas you can ride yep however it's like five hours south of portland yeah it's, it's, it's a little haul you know what i mean <laughs> and there's no really like from california you're just driving straight north so if you if you're in that area of the world it is a haul which is why they make that event like three or four days because make it worth your while to get out there but that is one of the largest events in the country in the summer on that side now there are other events all over the country um yeah what are some of the your favorite events that you've been to uh rally on the rocks is every may in moab utah and I think for most people, they consider that court sort of the, uh, um, not Rallying the Rocks specifically, but Moab is, is the number one sort of off-road location in the country, just because there's so much to do in that area. Yeah. Not just not just for uh, side-by-sides, but for Jeepers and trucks and all that kind of stuff. But that is really sort of the creme de la creme of, of off-road places. If if you've ever been, if you've ever wanted to like pick that one spot, it's, right. it's certainly right. Moab. It's going to check all the boxes. It's check all the boxes. And again, it's one of those events that are the course of a week and they have guided rides and go on yourself and they have, you know, all sorts of activities the, the entire week. Um, King of the Hammers, which you've been to. Yes. That is another one that's big. We've both been to that one over the years and, and that one is, um, you know, burning man for the outdoors, so to speak. And yep. you have everything that entire week and not just, again, not just side by sides, but, um, Jeeps, trucks, everything like that. So you can pop in for a little bit, pop out, hang out for a day, hang out for a week. Well, and like you said, um, that's one of those where you don't even, you certainly don't have to even have your own machine there to have fun. I mean, you're there hanging out. Right. Hammertown is, is kind of the main little vendor area. And that has, you could hang out there for hours and hours and hours and days and days. There's just all kinds of stuff to do there. It's right next to the pits. Um, and then outside of Hammertown, you know, there are just for miles, basically, um, RVs and people with their trailers and set up out there. And you can hang out and walk around out there and meet people and check out their machines. But by all means, there's stuff to do, like you said, for families, for individuals, for people who like to go fast, for people who like side-by-sides, for people who like dirt bikes. It's just... Um, Anyone who appreciates that off-road vibe yes. is going to have a good time. Yes, there. and I know that uh, down the south you've got Mud Nationals, and that's right. High my, and that's been going on for ten plus years. Um, they have one down, typically in the Texas area, uh, and then they have one up here in Minnesota in the summertime, sort of a, a northern and a southern version of Mud Nationals. The one in Minnesota is a little tamer. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. And the one in Texas, but the one Thank in Texas, God. yes, yes, the one in Texas, I know, was uh, just in April, and uh, that one was, um, yeah, I think they'd taken a year off, like a lot of places, and came sure. back, and and so I know that uh, a lot of our partners were down there and hanging out and having fun. And they said it was a blast. So that's down there, and then of course on the East Coast, you have various events, uh, maybe not as well known, but around the area. So there's a ton of events all over the country during the summertime, and if you're looking to uh, 
meet new people, make new friends, uh, you know, getting into the off-road. People ask all the time, well, how do you get into it? And I was like, well, you know, just go to the event and hang out. Maybe right. you don't even need a machine, right. like you mentioned. You know, you can just go to the event and hang out and see what other people are riding and doing and going and and just sort of put yourself out there and, and walk around and talk. And it's easy. The off-roading community is super nice. Totally. Very welcoming. Well, and that's one thing, you know, um, in our Southern California episode that I shot down in Ocotillo Wells area, that was something that we really focused on. Like how, what would you say to people if they didn't know how to, if they want to be a part of this and they don't know how, what would you say? And it was like every single person on that ride. I mean, I think we talked to 12 people were so welcoming and encouraging and, you know, find, find your local group online, um, hit up your local dealer, but really (laughs) come, come up to one of us and say, Hey, like, we'll help you out. Everyone that I've encountered in the entire off-road community is so welcoming and loves the sport and really wants to share it. You know, it's, um, it's not like surfing in Hawaii where it can get a little like territorial, like, no, no, you don't get to surf today. It's like, no, everyone wants to have a good time and they want more people to be exposed to it and they want, you know, to help out. So I think that's something, if there's anyone out there who's intimidated or, you know, is, is kind of wondering how to get into it, just know that there's so many people out there ready to help you out any way they can. And even if you don't have a, a machine, uh, you've been on a few rides where it's not required because there are outfitters all over the country where you can just show up for the day and uh, and and rent a machine through Polaris Adventures. And I've been around Polaris long enough now that uh, that. that when they started Polaris Adventures, it was three guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they called me and said, hey, Jared, do you want to come to lunch? We're starting this. Shh, we can't tell you what it is sure. sort of thing. But we want to be able to work with Destination Polaris and get the word out there. And the f- and essentially what Polaris Adventures is, it's, it's a rental company all over the country. We can just rent a machine for the day and take your family out and yep. basically a brand new Razor or a brand new Ranger, mostly Razors. Um, some of them have slingshots yep. that you can get out. But, but And then, you know, the cost is four or 500 bucks for eight hours. It's great. It's great. I mean, it's if you're going to tell me I can do a family of four for an all-day thing, Four or five hundred bucks is barely going to get you in the door, Disneyland, or probably well, not. Right. Well, and you know? see things that you would never be able to see by car. Ever. Ever. So, like, you're going places and seeing things that you're not going to be able to get to unless you're doing one of these rides. Yes. Which is really special. And and really first, cool. So the first one we did was in Silverton, Colorado, and if. Silverton is close to Durango, Telluride sort of area. And if you've never been to that part of the country, it is off the charts amazing. Our entire ride was at over 10,000 feet. The entire time you leave right from the town of Silverton and you go. And I think some of those passes are 12, almost 13,000 feet that you're going on. And they have this 90-mile loop that you can do in a day. Now we did, we were up there for two days, went one way on one day and then went one way on another day, but, and didn't do the whole 90 miles because it yeah. does take you eight hours or so. Right. And uh, it, it, it is awesome. It is just unbelievable. And it started with that. And now pretty much anywhere in the country, you want to go off-roading and you're like, no, I don't want to have a vehicle. I don't want to tow. I don't want to be responsible for breaking down yep. and, and fixing it and storing it and insuring it and all that kind of stuff, um, which is why I don't have a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> that that you can just 
a quick Google search and where you live or close to by where you live and they're all over the country. And it is awesome. I mean, it's like, you know, I'd take my kids out and, and do it and, you know, Hey, we're going to go here. Oh, let's go off roading for the day. And they love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yes. of course. What's not to love. Right. But they will also, I mean, again, I think a lot of people don't get into certain activities cause they're intimidated, but um, Players Adventures is going to set you up and they're going to teach you everything that you need to know. It's not a driving school, but if you know how to drive a car, you can drive one of these machines. And that's what, what's really cool. We, when we were again, down in Southern California, we brought, um, a number of people from LA who had never ridden before and they were able to hop in the machines and that's a Players Adventures location they too. They've never been east of the five before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> City slickers. Yes. No, they're, they're awesome. They're good sports, but you know, we went in, we got them set up with helmets and all their, the safety equipment that they needed and got them in the car, taught them how to, how to run the car. And they were out there. I mean, it's, and it's safe because, you know, we explain the safety rules and the do's and don'ts, and then you get to go out and have fun and enjoy yourself. So, and um, I believe all of them come with navigation or GPS as well. And they, they give you some highlights of some places to yes. go to, right? Yeah, they're, they're not just, just throwing you out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like, yeah. Here are the keys. We'll see you tonight. Yeah. 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 Usually there are at any location, a number of uh, cool destinations that they're going to point out for you, whether it be an overlook, an old mine, um, a waterfall, something like that. Some reason for you to go there to hang out for a little bit. They're going to say, here are the top three or four places. Yep on this ride. And generally speaking, because most people are new that are renting them, those are the places they're going to go and, yeah. and see. And it's cool. It's like, they've I don't know how the percentage of people that have never put their butt in a, a seat before, but it's pretty high on those, those stuff. And yeah. they were saying people come back with, they're like, this was so awesome. I'd never done something like this before. And whether they, they go out and buy a machine or not, it gives them that experience and they're taking their photos and they're sharing with their friends, look where we went and what we did. And they're coming back. Yeah. I mean, even if we're talking about people, you know, who do live in LA or something like that, they probably, they don't have a place to store their machine. You know, it's a a lot of barriers to entry for something like that. So, I mean, those people were just absolutely thrilled and couldn't wait to come back, you know, a few hour drive, whatever. But, um, they were super, super excited. Everyone's always stoked after a day of riding. Uh, I've not had a bad day. Yeah. I don't believe. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe a little wiped out. Like, yeah. there's long days out there filming, but everyone's always having fun. They may get a little bored here and there as far as the... Filming process isn't the most exciting thing, but... It looks cool on TV. In yeah. fact, I just, um, you know, every time we do a show, I'll share it with the people sometimes before it goes on air so they can yeah. they can see it. Like, here's the preview copy before yeah. we send it to the network. And we had done a shoot with the Romo family. Um, they, they're off-roaders out of Las Vegas, and they're a, a dad and daughter who race in the Best in the Desert series and sort of race so against cool. one another. So cool, yeah. right? There's not too many female racers yeah. out there at all, but I probably they're only dad-daughter right, one out there. Right, right. And uh, they were like, oh, my gosh. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's not, we do cool stuff when we go cool places. Yes. That's for sure on the rides and we're in cool machines. The, the, the boring or what we call boring part is just that it takes a long time for us to get there. And it's not what people are used to. People are just used to just pedal to the metal and you're there and we have to, you know, stop and film. And yes. so it just takes longer. And we're, yeah. And we're <laughs> done now. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. After like, we started in 
September? I don't even remember. Fits and starts, though, this year with the, the whole pandemic going on. It was like film, don't film, film, don't right. film, rush out and film, and things yep. like that. And now you just finished your last one, and now it's now it comes the fun part, right? Finish the season off, take a little break. Start planning for next season. And start planning for next season. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any places that you still want to go? You've been, you've done a lot of rides. I have been and done a lot of rides. Um, I would say, it's a question I get a lot, you know, place you want to go. But I would say each place is individual and new to me. Sure. So, you know, have I been to Colorado a lot? Yes. Have I been to Utah a lot? Yes. Have I been to, you know, Nevada and other places a lot? But even on a recent shoot to Utah, we went someplace I hadn't been before. Which and, was? Which is in Fillmore, Utah, and then south to to, to Leeds and I was like well this was new to me right and you can be on the same trail system and go somewhere else and it's new to me so in a place like Colorado or Idaho well there's tons endless. of endless yeah. there's peaks and like okay so we usually do like it's just like the smallest little sliver of an area yeah you know yep. and um, and then I could choose 10 other places in the same region, in and, the yeah, same little area the same that we state. could go and have and, a totally yeah. different experience. So it's always new, and it's usually with new people. And those two combined make it super easy. Right. I mean, it's totally just, different experience. Totally different experience every time. And and so there's always, even in the places that aren't mountainous and the most pic- picturesque, there's still something that I find about those places. Or on our downtime going to you know, someplace just a little bit off the beaten path that might be nearby. Sure. Like the other day I was down in um, Iowa for the weekend uh-huh. and uh, my oldest had a baseball tournament in Iowa and it was at the Field of Dreams. No way. Right? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. So we didn't make it to the championship game. The championship game got played on the Field of Dreams, uh-huh. but the night before they had a little home run derby contest oh, for so all cool. the kids right. to play on there and it's wide open and Major League Baseball is building a, 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 a temporary place for host real real games there cool. but the funny part is if, if you go to the field of dreams in iowa which is on it's in uh, near dyersville iowa which is on the eastern side of iowa and you want to have the whole experience of field of dreams with the corn go when the corn is actually grown because <laughs> <laughs> there <was no> there's <laughs> no corn there's no corn in, in 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 april and may on the field so go yeah. go uh you know august yeah. or something like that when you can actually walk through the corn for the whole thing but otherwise it looks just like it the house is there yeah. the barn is there it's very cool but on the, what i was the point i was getting to was on the way home we drove near clear lake iowa and that's the place crash site for uh, Buddy Holly and Richie Valens yep. and stuff like that. Big and that's bopper. just the big bopper. And that's just six miles outside of Clear Lake, which is right off 35. But if you're just staying on the highway, yep. you're never going to know. There's no signs or right. anything like that, but it's just sort of having that, you know, someone mentioning it or doing a little search on a long drive yeah. and, and sort of, uh, um, it's the same way with, I've been so many towns, but then you get on the off road and you're like, oh my gosh, would have never have known, never known this was, never back known here. This was there. And like through the desert on the way to Vegas is a, Great example of that. You can drive San Diego, LA to Vegas, five hours or whatever, and you just like stomp on it and get there as soon as possible. Yeah. You want to do whatever you want to do once you get there. But if you go left or right yeah. on some of those things, it is amazing what you'll find out there. It's just like our our Montana trip where you know we went to Butte and I tell some people we go to Butte and they're like, oh, that's boring. And I'm like, actually, there was nothing boring about that trip because when we got off the highway, when we were off-roading, we found... Ghost towns. We went through that 
train tunnel that was so cool that no one would, you would have never known that was there. We ran, you know, I don't know, 200 yards in this tunnel filled with water. Um, super unique. And it was but right off the road. Yeah. You would, yes. never would have known. You wouldn't have known it was there. And no. so, like you said, there's all these other experiences to be had that aren't maybe not the most well-known thing. All right. So this year, I don't know. Usually you and I do like one sort of trip if we can. It's sort of the crim de la crim cherry on top. And we didn't do one <laughs> this, didn't past, do, nope. this past year. So I don't know. I'm hopefully, I'm hopeful. We had a trip to Mexico planned and yeah. it got nixed. We had a trip to Canada and it got nixed. So we just stayed stateside this year. So I, if those come back, those are great. I love doing the international stuff totally. when we have the opportunity. Yeah. Um, going to Canada is always fun. So maybe it's one of those. And if not, maybe it's somewhere stateside that we haven't been to that we're, you know, I I know we did it at Eastern Cascades, but we haven't done the ride near on Mount Rainier. And I think there's some riding. I think yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah. Something like that. And those, some sort of high elevation mountain ride maybe on the, the west coast or up down north, northwest right i'm down i'm down <laughs> we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we got lots of time we do we have lots of time we say that now and then it's august and we'll be back at it so. i know i know i know after a couple of months it's yeah. like boom no i it's not long from now that i start sort of cobbling together ideas and and formulating a plan and it would be interesting to hear what the listeners have to say about where they want to see like what they want to see, not necessarily like where would you go if you could go riding, but like what places would you want to see, see. on camera? Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. All right. So tell us. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Messenger pigeon us. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Well, cool. It's fun. Episode two was yeah. great. We cannot wait to come back. We'll be back every other week um, with more stories, more info, talking machines and madness and all kinds of fun. In the meantime, go riding. There you go. Get outside. <laughs>